0: You're listening to the Sound Girls Podcast with Daria and Katie.
1: In this episode, we are delighted to speak to Petra Randeweik. Petra is an independent sound engineer from the Netherlands who has been working mostly in live sound for over 20 years. Most recently, she has been on tour of Europe and North America with Imogen Heap as the front of house engineer and production manager. When at home, she mainly works at Doornorscheid, a music venue in Nijmegen, as well as some of the many Dutch festivals. She is keen to work with interesting and unusual artists or any show that has good music, nice people, a technical challenge, or even better, all of the above. Recording has always been quite a passion of Petra. After a week-long seminar with Sylvia Massey, she was inspired to become more adventurous in her home studio and is looking forward to even more exciting recording sessions still to come.
0: Perfect. All right. How are you doing today?
2: Uh, good. And um, yeah, um, it's quite a nice day here. So,
0: And how, how is it over there? Um, On my end, it's very loud. I think there's like a garbage truck or something making a big ruckus outside. Um, So I might be muting (laughs) at this time because it's just like, Mm. "Mm." but it's beautiful, beautiful and sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. We're all in different times right now. Mm -hmm. I'm living that, what am I? I'm at the, I'm at 1145 AM. That's the life I'm living right now. So I'm like, all copy. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) And then you're just, you're at dinner time, right?
2: Almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's still coffee time. I mean, every day, all day coffee time for me. Can we start at the beginning of your entire life? Uh, How did you, how did you find your way to sounds? What, what drew you in? Actually growing up
2: in the nineties with the MTV starting up and I figured out I could probably, uh. Play in a band as well, and um, so <laughs> that's what I did. And being a uh, quite a shitty uh, musician. somehow the going to the studio bit stuck with me so I really wanted to be a studio engineer I didn't know live sound was a thing and since I didn't get accepted for school to learn studio for the first time I decided to take a year off and just do live sound or at least learn live sound with the local PA company and I was 17 at that time so everybody was weirded out with me being there, but they also liked it. So, because I was really interested in everything that worked, well, everything went tits up from there, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The one
0: summer <laughs> of live sound was <laughs> the thing that solidified the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Never stop. I think it's addictive, probably yeah. in a good way, but also yeah. in a bad way. But yeah, it's very addictive doing live sound. Oh, yeah. How in a bad way? How in a good way? Please elaborate. <laughs> Well, in a good way, because it's awesome to do it. And in a bad way, because, yeah, it never stops. So um, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So that's the bad way.
1: Speaking of it stopping then, how did you handle, you know, the past two years? Because it then stopped, didn't it?
2: It did. Which, in hindsight, might have been a good thing. It started with uh, a lot of crying on the floor. Because nothing happened anymore. Um, So it's like it was the same day over and over again. I went from not being home for um, anything longer than a week. Then to being home for over a year. And I really like my home, but not that much. So yeah, it it did suck. (laughs) It did suck so much. Yeah, But then again, I mean, it was the much needed rest. I think a lot of us had coming or needed or uh, when i speak to a lot of colleagues there are a lot of people who were at the edge of a burnout yeah because the music industry um how nice it is it's also slowly killing us because it's so demanding the whole time so yeah and i'm not sure if i want to go back to that in the same way i do want to get back to it but um i think there's a shortage of engineers at the moment so people might eventually get better circumstances finally for some of it so yeah
1: it has been a struggle i think for a lot of people but uh, you seemed fine right
2: um (laughs) yeah yeah it seems i'm quite adaptable after a while so after i I mean i can't keep crying um for (laughs) for over a year so eventually i have to do something it's a lot of tears Yeah. yeah yeah so and it's um yeah I mean, there's always something to do. I have a studio, so I recorded a lot of bands and people and projects that started up. And I helped out a lot of people with uh, starting projects. And I'm really lucky, I must say, because I live in a country where we all got money from the government. So Mm -hmm. it's all like a, a, a a very, very small income. It's nothing compared to what you used to earn while working. But it is enough for me as a single person living alone to live Mm -hmm. from so i could spend all my time just doing all the things i loved which i never had time for anymore so yeah it's it's in between crying and actually having the best time of my life it's i don't know it's it was it was both those things so yeah it was the it felt like a vacation and like the same vacation i had when i graduated high school that same feeling like the endless summer that sounds like it's only positive but at the same time it's like crying and not knowing what to do with my life so it's yeah it was a weird time yeah
0: <laughs> yeah what were you doing right before the pandemic hit
2: well one of the last international things I did was actually um for Imogen Heap she presented the afternoon bit of the Grammys so it was like I I went to the grammys to help her um with the technical bits there which was like the opposite of what happened after because there was so many people there right it was yeah so it was that was yeah one of the last big things i actually did so yeah which is uh and 2019 we did a like a world tour so we sort of went everywhere and in between i worked at festivals and it it was a pretty full year it was the fullest year ever 2019 for me at least so yeah
0: and then just momentum shift at home so you have your own studio that's so cool
2: yeah yeah I mean it's it's small and it's kind of like a do-it-yourself thing but I the the thing from 15 year old me wanting to be a studio engineer it sort of never went away yeah so every mm-hmm. year at the end of the year, I end up buying microphones instead of paying taxes. So it's,
0: okay. <laughs> perfect. it's
2: kind of a scheme you can do.
0: <laughs> buy microphones. And
2: if you don't want to pay income taxes, you have to buy microphones. And uh, yeah, our converters are easy done. Yeah.
0: That is brilliant. brilliant.
2: Yeah. What did I think of that? Now you know. Yeah, so after twenty years you actually have a studio. Yeah. It's I mean it only takes twenty years and then you're all set. Yeah. Twenty
0: years, what's that? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs)
2: That's nothing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's so funny. So okay, how did you get really good at the live sound thing? Because you didn't pursue it in school. You learned it kind of on the go, right? Like in that starting in that summer. Yeah. And then it, it was all
2: yeah, and from that moment on, I, I kept working. I started out at this really anarchistic company where they uh they were like, they did things their own way and nothing was ever good enough. So that's, yeah, well, that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why you have to try harder every time because it never is good enough. And um, after that, I worked a lot at the hardcore punk club here in uh, here in town, which was well, yeah, which is a good way to start because um, if you can get the emotion across, which is the main thing mm-hmm. for that music, um you already learned so much because I don't really well, I don't really believe in um good sound, it's more like, yeah, if you get the emotion across, so that's the i mean mm-hmm. there's no good and bad it's it's whatever the people in the audience um they want to have a good time, so whenever they they are mm-hmm. having a good time or. Or whether they're crying, it doesn't really matter. But as long as something emotional happens to them, well, that's more important than hi-fi or whatever. Or, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Emotion. Sell that so, emotion. Yeah. Wow. So did yeah. you have to hone that ear? The ear for emotion? or?
2: Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, everybody always has an opinion. So it's like uh, um, you never can do it good enough anyway so it's uh mm-hmm. but i um well yeah the people i started out with they taught me to actually um observe the audience mm-hmm. while you're mixing because they, you can see a lot of difference and in, in their mm-hmm. response to what's going on you can see movement um happening at some with some stuff you do you can see people reacting you can see so many different things happening and it's all in your control because you're the one working on it so yeah it's it's actually quite awesome the well the the most direct thing is you can see their head bumps yeah and it it's you're quite it's a quite a, quite an awesome thing yeah it <laughs> is yeah so yeah it's oh, really cool it's it's um and you also if you if you tune in to your audience you can also feel the emotion from people that sort of tune in to the music and the like the shared experience it's yeah. it's quite an amazing thing to do yeah
0: now i can see what would hook you yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. it's
2: something um i didn't uh, yeah, it's something you have to feel i don't know if you can learn it but you um, i mean it's always there you you have to pay you do have to pay attention at some point so yeah and it, well it's the same mm. thing if you're a monitor engineer i mean you can also tune into them sort of to the musicians it's like a thing when you're there and you already know they're mm. not comfortable or or they want something before they actually ask for it. it yeah like the special kind of telepathy yeah without trying to sound um very um I don't know new agey but yeah yeah
0: feel free to sound new agey
2: (laughs) yeah or just I just realized I sound really new agey but I well yeah it's hey that's fine I'm sorry no we love that I didn't mean it that way but it's actually yeah it's quite yeah yeah, it's a direct it's yeah well I don't know that's how it works for me anyway so I yeah don't really know how it works for other people. Oh, in certain st-
1: it's just it's just empathy, I think, isn't it? Just empathy with the room and with the
0: musicians. It's yeah. a real
1: thing. Yeah. It's not you know, it's not magical. I no.
0: Think. It sounds magical to me. I mean I sorry, I'm not a live sound gal. Um i I do post audio and I'm just a student, but I this sounds fascinating to pursue the emotion live.
1: But you've be- but you've been to a show, right? And you felt the emotion
0: in the room. Yeah, but I guess I didn't really this is a new. Um, I, I just learned about that. There's people doing that. You know, it's stupid, right? Like, but you just kind of don't put it together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that. Well, what if someone's watching me and they're like, "Oh, that girl's not moving enough. Ooh, change the mix. <laughs> oh, we got her. You know, that's it's cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you might works? want you might want somebody to do that, right? Yeah, you,
0: get me moving. Yeah,
2: or whatever kind of show it is. Yeah, it's yeah. If in general, if the show isn't good or or no, but there's nothing happening, you can't really. If there's mm-hmm. no emotion, you can't really sort of make it up. But if it's there, it's like yeah. Um, for me, it sounds mostly yeah. about amplifying emotion. So yeah, it's. But I think it's the same in post. I think it's in and and also in recording or in, in everything. It's that's it's like. Like photography, it's whatever, whichever part you put into the photo is the part where you draw people's attention. So yeah,
0: no, I love that philosophy. And it seems like obvious, I guess, kind of like, 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 it seems like the most organic way to do things. But I guess there's so much gear and so many things you could be doing, like, uh, to the Mm -hmm. sound, when really, you just kind of base it on if I just make it as simple as selling the emotion the best way I can that's like a very good thing to follow
2: i i love gear though i mean i don't want to (laughs) say but um you could you should it's not about the gear i mean i do love the gear but it's it's it yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's a side thing and to be honest i mean there's a difference when you get to a place where you can actually work with with good gear it helps uh, yeah, but <laughs> it, it makes it. <laughs> it makes it make lives easier, but it it's not you should be able to do it on everything because it's it yeah it's not about yeah. In the studio, I always think the technical bit is the most boring bit for especially for the musicians who come there. I mean, it's like you want to have it ready and and working and no, and know all the inside and out of it yourself, but you don't want to be a part of the day or you, yeah. I mean you want it to be there just to use, but you want it to be working and so the musicians they just need to play. They just and same with life. I mean who wants a sound check? Sound check's like the most boring thing ever for everyone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> how can people sound check for hours? It's nobody likes it. And all your energy drains from it because it's yeah. So well yeah. Yeah yeah you're playing
1: to an empty room and someone yells at you
2: yeah <laughs> louder louder yeah and then and then suddenly the room fills up and everything's different so yeah you can start all over mm-hmm. again So yeah that's the, yeah <laughs> that's the main take on sidecheck you can do it and then you do it all over again yeah <laughs>
0: So it's basically (laughs) pointless the first time, in some ways. I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you do want to know if everything's working, obviously, because you don't want to run into any uh, any nasty surprises. But yeah, it's it's good still be flexible when everything's happening. So yeah.
1: Well, I had a question uh, about some some really cool gear, um, and uh, your work with Image and Heap, Uh, because we were chatting about that earlier and how uh, weird it must be um to mix that or was it or was it just like any uh, other sort of I suppose synth situation with the gloves, you know?
2: Yeah. It was. But the, um I I'm really curious in which way um in, I was wondering in which way you would assume it would be weird the mixing of it. Uh, well um
1: I di- I kind of didn't. Uh, I think, Katie you were wondering.
0: Well, I, just because I don't know anything about any about this industry anyway, or like yeah. this particular job, but I guess I thought there'd be an improvisational nature to what she's doing with yeah. the gloves. Yeah. But I guess that's the nature of the job, anyway. It's very on your toes.
2: Yeah, because normally, um, normally with uh, with instruments like uh, well, it's, but even more if you have like a sort of adjusting going on. There's a lot of improv- improvisation with normal instruments. Normal, True. well, yeah, this mm-hmm. is also normal instruments, but with the analog <laughs> instruments, <laughs> and um, um, usually when you play computerized music, it's it it's suddenly. It, every team becomes really strict and really sad, which is actually why Imogen wanted to develop the gloves because she wanted to get rid of all the the fixed thing and staring in uh, into the laptop the whole time instead of engaging with the mm-hmm. audience and not being able to to improvise or um, use your computer as an instrument because that was the hardest thing so yeah it's actually it's more normal than other electronic partly electronic music so it's more um the computer became an instrument again instead of a tape recorder that you press play and then it stops yeah, right. so yeah
0: this is i'm very into these gloves i think it's kind of brilliant because of how it yeah you're basically playing with the audience yeah like it, it's so in the moment
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's, it, everything becomes an instrument again. So it has all these possibilities that you can do. And it's also really hard to learn because you have to learn everything again, oh, yeah. because every movement <laughs> is something. And every time I watch her play on those gloves, it's, all the things she has to remember to do because you you not only have to mm. sing you also uh, uh, well it depends on whatever you want but um, you also have to record the loops with your hands and make sure to play it and um, she does uh, effects with it as well I mean there's so much going on and it it's I mean it yeah it's amazing to watch like imagine you have to you forget about it and you suddenly need have an itch and you go oh oh
0: shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing does she yeah what if she does something inadvertently <laughs> <at the clubs? laughs>
2: yeah well yeah it's the same as with any instrument sometimes things go True. wrong <laughs> yeah and then and then you start <laughs> over again or, or you or you you go from there or you figure out how to how it works and luckily everything gets more adaptable so it's i mean yeah i'm mistakes are part of live music it's um, it's like on the edge where everything can go wrong where it sort of the magic is mm-hmm. well at least in my world some people like a very strict show that's the same every time but for me it's like i don't know it's really boring but <laughs> yeah it's to each their own but yeah i mean sometimes the technical part going wrong that was the more difficult thing like having no wi-fi connection or or, or <laughs> no connection with the gloves or okay. stuff like that that sort of was a uh, was sometimes a bit uh, complicated but we made it all work in the end so and it's getting better every I think every part of the tour we did everything got better still so I mean it was already amazing but it's still getting better and developed must
0: be cool to work on like kind of the forefront of you know musical technology because this is like it's amazing it's an amazing idea yeah
2: yeah yeah it is incredibly cool yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, it is, it is pretty awesome to be able to, um, well, yeah, because I've been doing sort of the same thing for for quite a bit or in the same way, like, you know, how you, well the biggest challenge was to figure out how this digital console works compared to the other one. And when I started doing this, all of a sudden it, there was so many more layers of, or, and stuff I had to learn or... Um, could learn as well because we also worked with the D M B soundscape system for the um for some of the shows, which was a whole new layer to add to everything and a whole new thing to learn and I mean it was
0: so much fun. So Imogen Heaps world tour and everything you did with that was kind of like a would you say like a landmark is that a word like you got into a a routine with your career kind of how you were approaching it and this was like a big challenge for you
2: yeah 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 and I actually found out I mean it's not that I didn't think anymore but it's I realized a tiny bit into the um the start of the tour that um my brain was working on a different uh, a different way again like uh Uh, learning and learning new things trying new things um figuring out how stuff works on the fly and it's nice (laughs) it's nice to have your brain uh functioning and while doing as much as it wants because it's (laughs) i don't know if if your if your brain sort of goes through the same day the whole time it's yeah it's you end up being a bit um bored i think or without even realizing it yeah and then, all I mean, right. and I'm lucky because I used to, well, I used to study music technology instead of, um, actually ending up being a studio engineer in school. I ended up being a, a composer for, um, theater and dance. And, um, I did a lot of things with, the um, interactive music as well there. So all that knowledge I could actually use again for this, uh, for this thing. So
0: that was helpful. 20 years later right 20 years mm. later
2: yeah it's it's kind of like, perfect. yeah it's kind of like everything I did in my life sort of coming together in one gig which is nice yeah yeah sometimes apparently you get lucky it doesn't happen that after but sometimes you just I don't know why but I got lucky yeah um,
1: do you do you think you can pinpoint when that happened like what was the luckiest break
2: that you got well I don't know if it's the luckiest but doing the store sort of was quite a lucky break. But, um there's a lot of things I don't really realize myself because you're in it, and it happens um but I've been lucky quite a few times I mean, I've worked with so many great people and in so many awesome places, and I don't know it's like still now every time I did a production rehearsal last Wednesday with a new artist, and she's awesome and I love her music, and I feel really lucky still to do that as well hmm. to be able to to do that and, and I mean the shows probably are not gonna happen until the end of the year but it's yeah if, if even if not next year but yeah I still feel lucky to be to, that I can be part of that that's great well
1: maybe maybe it's not all about luck then maybe you're just good you know
0: yeah maybe it's you maybe you're just great <laughs> <Me too.
2: laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Well <laughs> I don't know. Um Gosh. well yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are you saying is blushing. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> yeah, it's me,
1: actually, no.
2: <laughs> well, I was trying
1: to be humble, but you ruined it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I I I mean there's probably people who can do it better and there's always people I mean, but yeah, it's I think always trying to learn stuff is probably uh also helpful. And mm. well I think well, if you end up at the point that you think you're <laughs> you're actually good, you probably suck because you don't know <laughs> all the things you don't know anymore. And right, and, yeah. I mean, I don't want to compare myself to any of like the people I really respect and love what they're doing because I'm probably nowhere near as stable at whatever they're doing than they are because I'm and maybe an emotional mixer. Uh, but still, all of them are quite. Humble, and I mean, they're just trying to learn. In one life, you cannot learn everything there is to know. So about anything. So it's mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I love that. I love how the the learning never ends. The mm. wanting to be this level never ends. Like it's a constant hunger and drive. The same as the beginning of your career, I imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah. Only then I um, was quite insecure so that but uh, i mean <laughs> even though i don't think i'm good at least i know i'm not the worst so that and then i have a right to be at that place so that's uh, that makes it easier to actually do my job but yeah it's so that's that's the main difference but it's still the same uh yeah still the same thing that i they always think i can do better so yeah
0: can we talk about um the insecurity at the beginning of your career and like how you uh how that felt and how you kind of overcame it like how did that present itself in some of your earlier gigs
2: well um in the beginning I I was really yeah um, and it mostly presented itself in not knowing what to do and being afraid to do anything and freezing up while stuff happened and just not being able to just do your job and listening to stuff but just being at the, at the console and just freezing up and not knowing what's going on. and it's it was quite awkward at times. and especially if people come and complain because that's what they always do, mm-hmm. oh really? There's always people complaining at your console, <sighs> like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is crap, or that should be different, or it's like, uh, yeah, it's and it's even worse uh, with uh, uh, when you're a woman, apparently, because then they think, um you are even easier target to talk to because yeah i don't know why people think uh-huh. that but they all, and, but in general they always have an opinion on stuff and um they used to really be really hard for me to li- to to listen to all that but uh, um and still even on the last tour i mean there's still people complaining so you have like most of the people in the room are really happy and then you get to the point where you read an internet comment and somebody just says something really nasty and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done this because now, now I have a whole different feeling about the whole night, which other people said was magical. But then all of a sudden for me, it's like, I don't know, was it magical or was it, or yeah, I don't know. So
0: that's because of one bad internet comment can just render the whole night different for you
2: yeah and it i mean i still don't, have that don't, but don't go on the internet no don't <laughs> talk don't no, on the internet <laughs> no don't no and it's i mean uh, but back then it was um it was it was more in a paralyzing way but now uh, because i a lot of people who start out they immediately go into do south for artists and for bands and stuff like that and i was always very um i never really wanted to start with that so it took me years and years to, to start with it because i i figured if i end up being coming somewhere with a band i really should know what the, what the fuck i'm doing because <laughs> yeah otherwise it's like me being there is no nothing has nothing to add to the whole evening so yeah there's a few things you can do to overcome it and that's learning everything there is to learn so <laughs> really knowing what the fuck you're talking about so and uh and i to be honest Soundgirls helped me a lot with overcoming that stuff because it's it's the first i think in the first five to ten years of starting out i never met any other women that did the same thing so it's like so
0: weird it is (laughs) It's a long time
2: it is a long time so everything that happened to me like uh i thought it was personal and Even though, I mean, some of it is still personal, but, um, and Mm -hmm. uh, I was very shy and insecure. So obviously people yelled at me for that. But but still, I mean, it's some of it's also the world is a bit sexist. So it's also because they uh, treat you differently. So um, figuring out that I actually had to work harder than all my male colleagues to get the same opportunities. Suddenly I decided to just go for it. If that's the thing, I just work harder. I don't care. Do you have plans to go back
1: out there and do any any gigs, any tours anytime soon? Cuz like over here we're all open now, you know, in the UK. We're reopened, I don't know about.
2: Um the yeah, well the Netherlands reopened for one week and um then yeah. everything shut down again. So, yeah. One week. Oh. Yeah. So yes. now yeah it was a uh, um it was painful to say the least they um, um they and and weird everything just well too early before every, everybody um under twenty five got vaccinated they decided just let just open everything and just if you if you have your shot for one day you can go or um so a lot of people um went because they wanted to and there were a lot of COVID cases from that so everything went the messed up which is um not really a surprise because um if people are yeah if people are not vaccinated yet and you put them all together in a small uh damp space um obviously it's not good so yeah after uh, after that they decided to uh shut everything down again. Also because uh otherwise people cannot go on their vacation and like vacation, it's like a religion here. So we all need our vacation, which is way more important. So yeah. The smaller gigs can still go on the smaller outside things, like with lots of distance and stuff like that. But all the festivals they got cancelled again. So yeah. I was supposed to do a few festivals this summer, but uh the last one just got canceled today oh. so yeah unfortunately yeah damn oh i'm so yeah. Sorry. sorry yeah about that. i'm it, yeah i mean Sad i much. somehow it's hard to get disappointed again after like really f- i mean it's yeah i do feel it but then again it's like it's like if you if people keep hitting you you sort of get numb so it's like i don't know yeah whatever it's mm-hmm. let's do something else i don't care yeah <laughs> It, but the, obviously I do care but the, I I I just can't I can't be bothered too much because otherwise it's 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 like how many times can you be disappointed yeah
0: are you working with um yeah. Sylvia Massey like in your studio or are you doing like more studio projects then
2: no yeah no I, I wish I was working with her yeah no she's uh she's pretty awesome now I, I took a um, i took a um one week course with her in france with uh with like uh the i think 14 other amazing engineers from all over the world and we just spent the week there with her and she, well yeah she's one of the most amazing people you can actually meet it's it's um she has so much charisma being in the studio and i mean she she uh, she notices everything and um yeah she's an amazing person with so much energy and and well yeah she makes the most amazing stuff as well so yeah I wish I, I would love to work with her any day I mean she's she's so awesome and she's fun to be around and she really knows what she's doing yeah
1: Sylvia Sylvia if you're listening to this Sylvia intent, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: give me a call. You have my number. Now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must have been spectacular though to be in like this room of only like a few others and learning from her. That's pretty excellent. Yeah. When when did you do that? Um,
2: I think uh, that was 2018. Oh yeah, that was 2018. That was one of the other times I got really lucky. Well, actually, yeah. Uh, because then I got quite fed up with live music because it's a uh, it's a bit of a it's everybody wants your job the whole time and it's very obvious that people want your job so it's sometimes it's really obvious and well the band i was working for at that time it it got more obvious every 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 year and um so i i sort of got fed up with live music so i figured i might do more studio stuff so i took that course and um which was really amazing um he just, yeah, you just, it's it's with mixed with the masters, and they do all these amazing courses with all these amazing engineers. But I figured I wanted to learn from a, from a woman because uh, that's that's a different way of learning, actually, and it, it is different. Yeah. And um well, I I didn't. I mean, I know she was awesome, but yeah, in person, it's even, it's yeah, it's even more fun it was so much fun and i learned so much and also um it was very good to gain to gain some confidence from it because you actually had to play your own mixes as well and it's different to have somebody you really respect say that it's good enough so yeah that was helpful so since then i actually i'm I'm not afraid to send over mixes to the bands I work with in the studio, which is also helpful. <laughs> so uh,
1: what what are the things can you tell us the, the secrets of the trade then that you've learned or anything pretty uh, particularly cool from from that week with Sylvia? Um,
2: well, also that the um, I mean she's really into trying stuff. So it's not only about good microphones. I mean, she she also loves gear, and she she um it it it's also about good microphones, but it's also about microphones with good character. So it's 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 also not only about sounding nice, but also about sounding good for the thing you use it for. And she tries lots of stuff, like mm-hmm. um, taping mics on um houses and um she um well she puts sand through um light bulbs or through um um cheese you should really it, yeah everybody should check out. did you cheese. say cheese yeah like <laughs> Yeah, I mean everybody should check out her videos. They're they're amazing. And she she just she's really curious about the sonic quality of whatever she comes across and whatever she can do with it. And there's two sides to that, because on one side you get stuff that sounds different, and a good record's also a record that sort of has its own personality, also sound wise. And the other thing is you sort of get out of the a strict environment of the studio because as soon as you take out the pickle and see and say let's see what your guitar sounds to this it's it's a different atmosphere so yeah
0: right everybody's playful less... all of a sudden you're playing yeah and yeah.
2: everybody's less worried about if they play the right note at the right time and and all yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> it's really helpful yeah. I love that yeah yeah are you a vegetarian
2: yeah. uh, yes I am
1: what did Why you- are you asking <laughs> did you just like read that from Pinterest yeah Pinterest just you or... just
0: look like a vegetarian now <laughs> it's um yeah no it was in your profile it said that you like um yeah when you tour or when you go around you like to try the foods if there's a vegetarian option I was just wondering if you still are
2: yeah, yeah. yes I am yeah that's one of the other things I, I love food foods like life and cooking and totally. I especially enjoy cooking while drunk because that's the best thing yeah. ever no <laughs> totally it just, is so nice right yeah. like,
0: yes I'm so confident in my spices <laughs>
2: yeah and if you have the time to just first start drinking and then start cooking it's always part of a good evening with lovely people somehow most of the times I eat vegan I don't drink any milk or you it's only cheese which is complicated for me and not just to put sound through <laughs> but also not <from> <laughs> eating i wonder
1: if if it would work for vegan cheese because vegan cheese is not very good for eating sound sound (laughs) through
2: (laughs) it you should try putting sound through it
1: okay um how how do do i do how do you approach that (laughs) sylvia help us (laughs) here's my microphone well it's
2: quite easy but you do have to have like a sort of a pa amplifier (laughs) for it but that um that um, uh-huh. actually produces enough power to um, make the sound go through the cheese. And then um, you put a wire in between the PA um, amplifier and your speaker. And then it's it's a it's a double wire. So uh, one of the one of the um, wires you put through there, you just um, cut through you just cut it in half and you put both ends of that wire in a cheese. It's, yeah, I'm really curious think. about the vegan cheese, and I think like maybe it. because it's it's. I always think afterwards, well, the cheese gets a bit uh, disgusting afterwards because it melts a bit because of the power mm-hmm. going through it. But I always think I have to eat it because it's yeah, well, oh.
0: <laughs> wasteful because
2: it's wasteful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how so? How does it taste? When when it tastes when, like it sounds. It, is it, is it well, I do cut out the
2: bit that gets a bit blackish. So, yeah. I... <laughs> oh. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a fun experiment all the way around. So, yeah. That's wild. Does the, there's a, does the pickle get boiled if you do and Does it turn no. back into a cucumber? <laughs> oh, that might be nice. No, it didn't, actually. No, no. It, it, it doesn't get boiled too much, but it might, it probably gets warm as well, but not fully mm-hmm. boiled. <laughs>
0: I didn't expect Uh, that this is where we would go today, but I'm really happy (laughs) that we did.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah this is this is great um should we put in like put like a warning like don't try this at home home. if you're lactose intolerant
0: plug your ears immediately this will
1: (laughs) (laughs) do not shove cheese into the microphone (laughs) diaphragm oh no no
0: that's not up to not.
2: no no and don't put it don't smear it all over your guitar as well please because it's yeah it's pretty disgusting
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, my um the final question <laughs> I have for you is what is your big, most important solid piece of advice if you really want it, just go do it that's probably
2: yeah, that's probably the best piece of advice I can give if yeah
0: just do it nike yeah I, <laughs> I know it. it's a boring yeah. slogan,
2: but it's
1: are you trying to get into the sponsor Katie <laughs> yeah, I do.
0: Want it. <laughs> uh this has been really 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 lovely talking to you
1: and yeah enlightening as well like thanks for the uh yeah yeah
0: and
2: (laughs) And please keep me updated on what happens with the vegan cheese because i and how it sounds because i'm really really curious
0: right next time on sound girls podcast we will get the results of daria's (laughs) cheese experiment
1: Next next episode is just us like putting loads of things for cheese.
0: Oh, I love it. That's fantastic.
2: Forty five minutes of cheese music. You don't need anything else. I mean it's the best oh, thing thank ever. You yeah. so much. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. But I'm 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 only a bit sad because I, I want to know more about you guys. What you what you're doing.
0: <laughs> That's the secret is no one knows. Oh, well. No one knows where we, we, we can tell you, but you have to... You have to stop recording to stop. and then yeah, you can tell me, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it is mine. Mark your calendars for the Soundgirls virtual conference, December 4th and 5th. Two days of sessions in post-production, live sound, recording arts, film and TV sound, broadcast and more. For more information, visit the events tab at soundgirls.org. Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast.